0: Welcome to the Desire and Brethren podcast. You know what's missing in podcast land? The opinions of the sheltered. And we are here to fill that gap are three brethren boys from the heart of the Canadian Prairies who want to ask big questions. We want to know more about our faith, about culture, but mostly we want to argue and prove how wrong Dave truly is, which is the only reason I assume most of you listen. (laughs) (laughs) I am your host, Tanner Hoffs.
1: I am David Short.
0: And I am... Jackson
2: O'Brien here to the only reason I'm here is to see Dave go
1: down too. So I'm a part of the part
2: of the part of the bandwagon.
0: Part of the bandwagon. And our homeschooled member, Jackson O'Brien. That's how I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna, I could uh I think intro you from now on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) Because now we're
2: actually a credible, like, you know, socially excluded group of people that need that our voices need to be
0: heard. Mm More thick-headed than a block of wood, he hates sailors, David Short. (laughs) (laughs) He's homeschooled, he had a man bun, (laughs) Jackson O'Brien. You must have something on Tanner.
1: I think I came out better on that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On this episode, we are talking... It is, this is part two of a language series. We have just talked about cussin', about That's fake cussin', and about uh, everything in between. But we are talking today about uh, worship music and other things. But we're talking about this trend that we see of being more inclusive with the language in our music. There's the soft things that have been going on in our churches for a long time, which is the slow progression away from, you know, as the deer panteth for oh, the water.
1: Those are good. Those you are know, we say pants bad. for the water.
0: Getting rid of thee, thine, ist, all those things, that, that's something that's been going on for a long time. And we can be grumpy old men over that if we want. Mm-hmm. I'm totally open to us going in that direction. People don't speak like that. Man, anymore. Come
2: Thou Fount just came into my head. That one gets changed a lot.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah raised- Saying that at my wedding, and then I made you sing it old school. Kate, you can Ebenezer. me
2: and Olive look so dope in that one picture on Facebook.
0: Oh, I know, and when you guys were like, here I raise mine Ebenezer, I was yeah. just like, yes. <laughs> Nailed it. So there's the um, modernizing of old words, but then there are things like, Uh, getting rid of male language when referring to the community of God Mm. Uh, that instead of brings many sons to glory you say brings all of us to glory Mm. you know and so that would be a progression beyond that where we're saying it's not very helpful that everything is brothers and Mm men and sons when we're talking about all of the church and then obviously Mm -hmm. there's Steps beyond that, which would be, God is beyond gender, most people would agree with that, so why do we only refer to him as Father? And that's, that's an extension of that debate. So, I kind of am curious about where we go in this episode along that yeah. path, and how far we get into this, uh, because we probably have different opinions on all three of those things, possibly, before we get into that, and because I think this example will kind of show our opinions pretty clearly, or how we think about this, did you guys hear about the Canadian National Anthem this week?
1: Nope. Did you? I
0: don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> did, did it have to do with the Edmonton Oilers? <laughs> what,
0: was it in the Edmonton Sun? <laughs> Did did the sunshine Girl say anything about (laughs) it? Okay, so there was a... uh, I'm assuming he's an MP who put forward last year a bill to modernize the national anthem from in all thy sons' command to in all of us' command. Okay? And it was defeated narrowly last year because we had a conservative majority... They voted against it. I think it was like 144 to 127. Now, he is bringing that up again. And this was in the news this week. But now that the liberals have a majority, the assumption right now is it's absolutely going to pass. And so our national anthem we grew up with will be different for our kids one day. That they might not even know that it was ever in all thy son's Command." What do you guys think about that?
2: I'm curious. I have this understanding of Canada that, oh gosh, at the base of it is just sort of an evolving nation. Like people that really don't like each other figuring out how to get along rather than have a civil war. And then also have people in the background who were here first, but us treating them poorly, who is us. Man, this is a tough conversation. You're talking about I, the I, Irish, mean, right? <laughs> We came here, man, times are times real scarce back in Belfast when there weren't any potatoes for us. Oh, the we O'Brien, were, eh? <laughs> I just said, A. that's not, that's <laughs> not Irish. how Canadian you are, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: Canadian Irish.
2: Canada is different than it was what we knew before, and it was different before we were here. And so to see that Canada changes more, it kind of makes sense to me. It's in our roots, it's in our history, and I see that being a really viable option. And of course, I want to be like, no, change, like keep it, keep the tradition that I understand, that I know, that I grew up with. But when I'm, when it comes down to it, it's like, no, man, counters a part of change. Dave,
1: what do you think, Dave? I never really have a big issue with that. It's it's something that I don't really care <laughs> about. You know, like I can I can see how for females. Feeling like it's not inclusive or not talking about them or Yeah. So yeah, I mean our an- <laughs> This is how unpatriotic I am. Our anthem is one of the last things I would get in the a- hmm. <laughs> <laughs> get all oh my goodness. worked up about. <laughs> now if we're talking
0: about crowning with many crowns, I mean <laughs> Yeah, I mean <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> I'm taking off the gloves. <laughs> moving beyond the national anthem and into worship music which is i mean for us as evangelicals that's a huge way that we worship god i think it's really important to us and that's not it's, a bad thing it's like singing doctrine i love it yeah like, i mean well,
2: when when we see, and even though the word trinity isn't in the bible when we see god in three persons blessed trinity and like yeah i could give me some of that
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, like when they, Arius was trying to make, you know, Jesus not a man, the, re, yeah, the way yeah. it caught on and was so popular was because he would take secular popular songs and put lyrics to them that would get across his theological point. Uh, genius, isn't it? That was like the way he dominated for years. Anyway, so there you go. Let's start with the first thing. How do you guys feel about modernizing just basic words from King James English to today when we look at hymns?
1: Love it! Please do more. Wow! Love it. Really? Wow. Oh, oh yeah. This conversation is different. Interesting. I just people don't speak like that anymore. So it. Uh, I won't. I will refrain myself from going off on a Shakespeare rant, but it's the same principle. People don't speak that that way anymore so it's
0: it's very irrelevant they just waiting for a hymn that's got the word brang in it <laughs> amen i can't
1: wait till they brang that to me <laughs> you're a weird person
0: <laughs> uh what about you Jack? i
2: growing up when we would do old english in like in language arts class Like Shakespeare, useless. I was so lost, and I didn't get it at all. And I was even more confused why they expected me to get it because they people don't. And so, so that was the same thing for hymns when I was growing up. And I wouldn't read the Bible if it was in King James. And I'm going to sound really bad. It's just because I didn't understand it. Now that I am 24, I would not throw out those words. It's weird. Now that I finally see that those what those words mean. And somehow it brings a fluidity and it's honoring the people that wrote the hymns and like had such rich, can we say, sort of inspired time with God and they Ooh. Attempted to put it to pen. Yeah, I don't know if I can say that, but I'm <laughs> gonna attempt to. But they just had time with God and it just poured out in their own context. In their own time God spoke to them in like a really unique way and they just couldn't help but express what they knew best. Yeah, and what they knew best was how I think, it, it captures the meaning more, and so I think I would, I would keep them,
1: hmm.
2: yeah, which is different than
0: how I feel about the anthem, and hmm. why that is. Yeah, that's interesting. That, I mean, that is the anthem is how they expressed it at the time. Totally,
1: totally. And yeah.
0: yet you would say, well, but it presents obstacles to a new Canada, mm. so eliminate those obstacles. Tanner, where do you stand on that? I mean, I don't... I like the old words. I mean, that's... I'm more somebody who loved reading Shakespeare, too, so... It's not a hill I would die on. But, okay, so moving beyond that into the... changing things into more gender-inclusive language for the community of believers when they talk about that. So, um, gender-inclusive like when it says brings many sons to glory or it talks about man at referring to everybody. What about that because in some ways, you know, we can understand like okay, back then when they said sons, they meant everybody. But today when somebody walks into church and hears sons, they don't automatically think everybody. Yeah. Is that the barrier that we just say, okay, let's just remove that barrier for people?
1: Uh, if people really want to, it's yeah. For me, it's it, like you said, it's not a hill that I would die on. It's maybe, maybe for me, it's not necessary. But maybe that's because I'm a guy. So if people really want to change it, I'm fine with that, and I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't put up any fuss.
0: Do you think those words that our hymns are very man-centered mm-hmm. affect how the church views women, or? The equality of women in the church. Uh, no, <laughs> do you? Oh wow. Uh, I don't know that, and, good question. I think it does, just because you know it doesn't seem that bad. Like I'm, I'm maybe my initial thought would be it's not a big deal. It doesn't affect equality because we all know what we mean.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But then when, I mean, I don't want to get too far into this, but when we say the word policeman or mailman over and over and over and over, we know we're not just referring to guys. And yet, I am sure that it teaches girls when they're young, boys are police. Mm. Like, I'm sure it has that effect. Ivy mean, just jumped in and said, that's true. As a woman, I can attest to that. <laughs> as a woman, I can attest
2: to that. <laughs> Keep relaying this. Is and good. the church
0: has a major problem with that. That's what she said. <laughs> Interesting. I like it. Okay. So, you know, on a specific level, you know, as a specific example, I would say, who cares? But on a broader level, mm-hmm. this changes the way we think.
2: It, it shapes the way we
0: think, yeah. Shapes the way we think. Is that fair to say?
1: I guess so. If I, mean, if it does, then sure, change it. <laughs> if it does, sure. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> are you somebody who thinks the Bible should be modernized because it says brothers, and he has shown thee, oh man?
1: Yeah, sure. Really? I mean, dang, like, for yeah. yeah. I'm not someone that's like change it, you know. I'm just like, okay, if you want to, um, I, I don't know. There, there's some times when it's pretty clear that man means mankind, and I don't, I don't know if that needs to change. But sure, change it too if you really want to. Huh. Since we would say that that's what the Bible means when it's saying sons or man, it, it it's not excluding women. Then there's no damage done, there's nothing wrong with changing it. You're you're not losing anything. Send your nasty emails to (laughs)
0: David. (laughs) Dutch. I'm joking.
1: Yeah, no. I'm just trying to get the liberals back on my side. (laughs) Good. I told (laughs) you that was a swear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is. Forgive my language.
0: Forgive my language. Uh... Okay, so can I present my case against it? Yeah. Even though on the whole I would say it does have an effect on women, that our language is very male centric But my argument against it would be I think we are ashamed of our past and the fact that those people in our past were not as quote-unquote enlightened as us, Mm -hmm. that, you know, we are uncomfortable with the fact that our great grandparents were very racist just in their basic assumptions about Mm -hmm. humanity. And and that's, yes, absolutely. We should be uncomfortable with that. Mm. But then we expect them to meet our standards of today And I think that's where it's problematic. That's a leap. Where we say... You know, so there's this example of these buildings that everybody's arguing whether we should rename certain buildings because, you know, Andrew Jackson was a race, a slaveholder, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was. But that even though he did these great things, he also did these terrible things. Mm -hmm. Therefore, get his name off that building.
1: Well, if that there's lots of problems with that,
0: right? But I would say we can't whitewash the fact that in their time, yes, he was racist, but he also did great things, and therefore, I'm not going to take his name off. Yeah, people. (laughs) So in the same way, people do
1: terrible things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in the same way, I would say hymns. Okay, maybe they are male centric in that hymn that was written 200 years ago has the word sons and yet that's where that person was at and I don't want to be ashamed of that person I I don't want to whitewash him Mm -hmm. so that we take away all the parts that make us uncomfortable about him Mm -hmm. you know the hymn writer back then just in the same way that I don't want us to be uncomfortable with the fact that the bible is very different and has different standards. Because it was written in a different culture. Yeah. Does that make sense? And so I hesitate against changing the well, words.
1: It makes sense, but I don't know if it's... I don't know if that actually applies. What do you mean? Like... Yeah, the hymn writers might have been man-centric or something. But changing the lyrics now that we sing it doesn't necessarily disrespect them or think less of them.
0: But it eliminates the parts of them that we don't like so that
1: they just become no, safe. Uh, is that what people think? Like, I'm having a hard time because I could change the words to the song to make them more inclusive and not think any less of him. Am I a superhuman? Or? No, but you wouldn't think about the
0: facts, the parts of him that make you uncomfortable. Well, I, it's not that you wouldn't think less of him. You would think of him less, or as a real person.
1: I'm not following.
0: Well, it's just that every song begins to fit your culture. Mm-hmm. Every song begins to f- fit into what our culture thinks is good, and every song reinforces what we think already. So nothing grates us a little bit or makes us uncomfortable. I, th- I I think
2: I resonate with Tanner in that, like, if you try to rewrite some of the hymns, not rewrite, but replace words that are counter-tolerant uh, to our culture and counter-inclusive, it wrecks the fluidity of the hymns. I I've noticed some of that. The way that their word order is sometimes Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to replicate and share in the same rhyme rhyme scheme sometimes. Yeah. But and that's a, a way to, to honor their stuff. But a part of me really wants to say like when some songs say the word brethren in it, I I'm just like, ah, oh, this is good and I get what he meant, but I think I, I have some explaining to do. Right. And I would, I would, I would really be okay if I had the privilege of having kids one day. And my kid, not that kids are super concerned. Maybe my daughter would be really concerned about that. I guess mm-hmm. she'd say, "Why do they say the word brethren? And I'd be like, <laughs> "No, I, I'm not <laughs> concerned." <laughs> um, but um, then, then I could ex- explain how in the Bible times, and and make for a really cool maybe father daughter conversation.
0: And ugh. Right, that we retain those things knowing that it does require a conversation today. Oh, I would, I would but that right. by removing it that conversation doesn't happen.
2: Yeah. And and also I was talking to my fiance about this when she, she's doing a Bible study thing right now and she was mentioning how the word sonship is super important and it comes up in our Bible and sometimes we wanna change it to like adoption or inheritance or something. Right um along those lines but then like but sonship had a certain meaning but like
1: i'm really not getting how changing the words of a hymn writer that where he said something male and changing it to include both male and female is like tearing them down i'm not i'm not getting that connection okay okay um
0: the protestant Um, impulse is to not think about where the church used to be. That there's the early church and then there's now and all the stuff in between was bad. You leap. Oh, I'm going to use that word.
2: Go, Tanner. That's because all those people were Calvinists. This
0: is so good. (laughs) This is
2: so good. I want to have this talk. Go, Tanner.
0: But um, we we have that assumption and so when we think about hymns, Mm By getting rid of the parts that are just kind of great at us or are sort of offensive or don't fit today, we never have to deal with the past. We never have to say what was their faith like? Why did they say it that way?
1: Yeah, but the thing I, about I, the thing about worship songs is that we sing them each week as a corporate worship like they're not they're not written on these tapestries that we hang on the wall and read and for reflection they're part of like a continual corporate singing and so in that sense right it's a bit different I think
0: I mean I, I do understand your argument Dave and it's powerful because well those hymns are for today like
1: mm-hmm.
0: y- you can get into this mode of we have to respect tradition and at some point you have to go but why we're, we're meeting people's needs today I just think forgetting about the fact that some Christians weren't like us
1: mm-hmm.
0: is unhelpful. Because, I mean, there's stuff in the Bible that is uncomfortable for us that we don't sing. And mm-hmm. it it, sh- it makes our faith smaller, I think.
1: Yeah, and I I feel like if we were removing issues from... The songs that would be a different story if we were taking out ideas right that would be different but we're simply just th- changing a word to what the person already intended to mean that's right uh, that's what i think so. i see
0: i see what you're saying you're making that distinction that's good no that's okay. good here's something i was talking to somebody about this issue and i was talking about why Why does it bother us when we change from man and sons to, you know, people and everyone, whatever? Because I think it does to a lot of people. That sounds liberal. That sounds... (laughs) Tradition. (laughs) No, well, no, that it sounds like it's part of our gender neutral culture, Mm -hmm. you know, make the bathrooms (laughs) neutral, make the hymns neutral, don't offend anybody that they would see it in that light. And I guess I would say, like, I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Because the point that person raised was that we in Canada, in evangelical churches, would be more hesitant to change hymns because we have the tradition of the United Church. That the United Church has been the largest denomination in Canada for years, It is much more left-wing than most of our conservative churches. Mm -hmm. And decades ago, it changed its hymns, its music, to make the community of God to change it to be gender-inclusive. But they also changed the words they use for God to be gender-inclusive. So Mm -hmm. instead of using Father, they might say Creator. And that because we have that legacy in Canada, we actually, it, it makes us so uncomfortable because it sounds like a united thing to do.
1: That's why you have to continually be a- on target, be aiming and striving to go to where you want to go. My it, This is my big hobby horse is people, if you view things on a spectrum, people always say, oh, that's bad, whatever that is, they label Point A is bad. And then, so we run as far away to the other side of the spectrum as we can Hmm. to get away from that. Hmm. And I hate that. You have to just, okay, that is bad, but don't just run to the other side. Don't just be like, oh, changing words will lead us to change more words, which will lead us to a terrible place say is changing this word bad no okay let's change it is changing this one bad yes okay let's not change it and and that's really hard and that's why for changing sons to children or we or us or whatever you want to do is I don't care about changing father as in God the Father to something else I start to be like, okay, why what why are we doing that? Hmm.
0: No, that's good. I Dave, I really like that argument that we can't have the fear of the slippery slope constantly in our mind. Which oh man, I am such a slippery slope guy and I do think that's why I hesitate. Hmm. That I completely when we talk about modernizing hymns, I immediately go to but the same argument could be applied to Let's make the words for God gender neutral Uh, But I mean And that's a topic for another day Whether we should or What the value of that is But uh, my wife will have to be in the conversation For that one Because (laughs) I think she has some really good things to say Well Good conversation I've really got a lot of things I want to think about with this So let's sign off for now I'm Tanner Hoffs
2: I'm David Short. I am Jackson O'Brien.
0: Jackson O'Brien, eh? <laughs>